It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. We all seem to have that inner critic inside our heads. I have a committee, the itty-bitty shitty committee. You know what I mean, that nagging voice, or voices in my case, that knocks us down and drags us down the road of self-sabotage and self-neglect. A strong, positive sense of self-esteem is your first step to anything you wish to accomplish. Discover who you truly are, that gorgeous, talented, fabulous woman who deserves recognition and unconditional love. You know the most beautiful thing any woman can wear is confidence. Here on Confidence in Bloom with the Divas That Care Network, I, Tina Spolatini, speak with women living in their own self-confidence about who they truly are, how they found themselves, and how they care for themselves. Today's guest is Patty Deloso. Patty is a mother, grandmother, and cat mama. After experiencing a life-threatening illness at the age of 60, she realized that it was time to change the direction of her life. She chose a healthier lifestyle, reconnected with her spiritual self, and started on a healing journey. She is now a Reiki master teacher and an animal Reiki practitioner. She is passionate about helping others achieve optimal health and well-being physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. As a spiritual mentor, she provides guidance to those who are feeling disconnected from life's journey. Patty believes that we are here on this planet to be happy. So her advice is, whatever brings you joy, whatever makes your heart sing, do that. Hi, Patty. Welcome to Confidence in Bloom. Thank you so much, Tina. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm, I'm excited too. There's so much I want to learn about Reiki, not because I want to learn how to do it, but it, it just seems so fascinating to me. Um, first, tell us a little bit more about Reiki and how you found it. Well, Reiki is an energy healing uh, modality. Uh, it is a spiritual practice, not religious in any way, not affiliated with any religion or, or anything like that very spiritual, and as a Reiki practitioner, I connect with my, what I call my spirit team, and that can be whoever anybody believes in, whether it's God or anybody, and I call in my angels, my guides, and I act as a channel for that healing energy, and it flows through me and into whoever I'm working on, whether it's a person or an animal, Um, and it's always for their highest and greatest good, and it can never do any harm. Oh, okay, okay. So um, you can't you can't use it on on like negative things. Then you can only do it to well, heal. It, it is meant to heal. You can uh, clear negative energy from from your surroundings, from yourself. You can clear it out, but it's all part of the same process. Uh, when I begin a, a, a a session with someone, I set the intention that this energy is going to flow, that it's going to take care of any issues that they have, whether they are physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual, that their energy centers, their chakras are open and flowing. And when that happens, 
all the negativity that's within that person or that animal actually is is removed and and sent off into the um, into the earth. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. So um, that means like that's because we we allow it into our body or it comes into our bodies. Not necessarily that we allow it. But it comes into our bodies, and it generally stays sort of in one area of our body. Is that right? Well, it 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 can go to different areas. But what happens is most of us are sensitive to the energies around us. Some people are much more sensitive. There's those that are called highly sensitive or empathic people. I'm an empath, and so as an empath, I pick up um every kind of every bit of energy around me whether it's positive or not and before i learned reiki it was something that really affected me where i was very uncomfortable in uh crowds in you know areas where there were a lot of people and i realized under after i learned reiki that it was because of the fact that i was picking up everything and i didn't know how to protect myself, how I could ground myself and get myself shielded and only allow in the good, loving, positive energy. And now, having Reiki, having learned Reiki and all of these processes, I can now protect myself every day, whether I leave the house or not, because unfortunately, energy flows everywhere. There's no boundaries. So even if you're in your own home, anything that is negative or positive will come in and can affect us. And animals, too, the same. They are extremely sensitive to energies around them. For example, uh, I would get calls to come and uh, work with an animal in a home, and when I would arrive, I'd realize that because the animal they were saying was anxious or stressed and this was out of character for them, and I realized that the animal was just picking up on all the energy that was within the household from the humans. And so they are naturally empathic and pick up all of this stuff and it affects them uh, the same as we, as it it affects us as humans. That's so cool. And that's why, like, they say, like, if you're sick, um, to to have an animal near you because it helps. It helps in the healing process because they have that natural energy healing. Am I right? Yes. They, They do, actually. And, and... Anybody who has pets will know, will recognize that you don't have to bring them. They come to you. (laughs) When I've been ill, um, one of my cats in particular, but both of them in general, like, they'll come and lay with me. They don't, they know that I need them. And so they'll come, whether I'm in bed, they'll lay beside me, right up against me, or lay on my lap, or because they know I need that extra healing. And they just naturally provide it. Wow, that is super cool. I remember my youngest son has asthma, and every time that he mm-hmm. would, you know, be unwell, our dog would be, like, at her, his side, and he, she would, yeah. like, cry when he would cough, right? Oh, it was yes. like she was yeah. letting us know that he's not well, you know, so, but I'm here to look after him. Mm-hmm. And that's it was, why they it was, use animals, particularly. Yeah. Yeah. And you hear about that, you know, people that have, um, you know, therapy dogs, whether it's for a physical condition that someone may have or emotional or mental condition, that the animals are there to support them 
and, and you know, can sense when something's going to happen. That's so cool. I just, I, it, it always amazes me. So how did you find mm-hmm. Reiki? Well, um, originally, I, the only reason I knew about Reiki at all was that I had a massage therapist uh, years ago who was also a Reiki master. And her massages were like heavenly because you're getting Reiki at the same time. And then um, after my illness, and I, I started to go back for a massage, and it was actually her that suggested to me, she said, told me that I needed to learn Reiki because I had healing energy in me. And I'll, I'll just be honest, the first couple of times I just sort of shook my head and said, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> however, when she said it the third time, I decided that maybe I should listen. And I was able to connect with uh, the lady who became my Reiki master, and I've never looked back. The moment I walked in her home, I felt like I had come home. And it was just, it's been the most beautiful experience. I, wouldn't, I, I just, I, I often say, you know, I wish I'd known this decades ago, but I understand that everything happens when it's meant to happen. And so it's been, um, you know, amazing. Uh, I am so happy that I discovered this, this uh, beautiful healing energy and, and allowing myself to help others uh, and to teach it. That's one of the things I really enjoy teaching. And I, my opinion <laughs> is there should be one person in every home who has learned at least the first level of Reiki because the benefits are incredible for everybody, for the person who learns it, for their family, friends, their pets, everybody. Wow. I know I have a cousin in Germany, and uh, she, 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 when I met her, she was 18, and she told mm-hmm. me that it was actually part of their school curriculum at one level to teach the first level. Oh, so wow. everybody that she went to school with had the first yeah. level of, of Reiki. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I couldn't believe it. And this was, like, probably we're talking maybe five or six years ago now. And I, I couldn't believe that when she had said that to me because I thought, well, like, I in the Catholic Church, I'm Catholic, they, they see it as yeah. wrong, right? They don't, they don't yeah. want to recognize Reiki as a healing modality. And so when yeah. and she's Catholic, so when she said that to me, I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, because I'm thinking, like, I don't yeah. know what their school system is like compared to ours, but you wouldn't see that here in the Catholic system. They no. wouldn't allow that. No, no, you're right. And uh, not just the Catholic church. Um, a lot of churches have real yeah. issues with it, um, which is unfortunate, but everybody makes their own choices and follows their own right. path. Right, and, you know, and I do um, believe that with what's going on in the world today, that is going to change because this is not yeah. about God. This is about our yeah. bodies, and we're all yeah. energy. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. And so, what about, I was raised oh, in. Sorry, it's okay. I was no, just going to say I was raised in a very. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I don't, I'm sorry. I didn't I mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. I was just going to say I understand the the. The religious um, difficulties for people. I was raised in a very strict religious household, um, and if you know, it it would have been very uh, frowned upon back then. Um, so, for, but for me, we are all spiritual beings, so we're all connected to whoever our higher power is, our creator, and it it, it 
the name of whoever that is is really not important. For me, it's God, but for someone else, it's someone. It's different, and that's okay. But it's our connection. Right. We all have that connection. Right, and I think too, as like the religion might be against it, but it's not. It's not really about the religion. It's about God, no. right, and your relationship right. to God. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. How would you use Reiki to uh, boost someone's self-esteem or self-confidence? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, Reiki has so many benefits. It's incredible. And um, often when I have a client who's coming in to see me because of that kind of issue, and often it's just, it's associated with they're, you know, they're feeling anxious, very stressed, um, and it, it, a lot of that is to do with their self-esteem. They're, it's to do with the chakras in the body. And for those that aren't familiar with chakras, they're the energy centers, and there are seven main chakras. The root chakra, the sacral chakra, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown chakra. And these energy, energy centers are located throughout our body, and when they're open and flowing, everything is good, and all the energy is, you know, the healing and, and everything within our bodies is flowing beautifully, and that's when we feel really healthy and well in all ways. When one of those is particularly blocked, and for example, with self-esteem and confidence, it would be your solar plexus, which is your power center, and it's sort of a couple of inches above your belly button. And when that is stuck or blocked, it's not allowing that energy to flow. And it's generally caused by some, because someone is feeling um, insecure, um, you know, not feeling confident about themselves, don't feel in control of anything. And that's when that will, that's when I'll find as I am working with someone that that particular chakra is stuck or blocked or out of balance. And it often not only affects someone in an, an, like emotionally or mentally, but physically. People experience physical pain, and it's not always a physical cause. And that's what we find when I work with someone and the chakras are opened up and everything's flowing, they start to feel better, both emotionally and physically. And so do we, do we block these? chakras like do we close them up ourselves or is it usually something that comes from outside of us it's an unconscious thing it's not something we intentionally do but life happens yes something external generally that's happened either someone has told you something uh, you've experienced something and a lot of these things are from childhood people have experienced childhood traumas They've been told things about themselves and carry that with them for their entire lives as adults. You know, they're not good enough, they're not smart enough or pretty enough or whatever that is. And they believe that and carry that with them and it just keeps building and building. And that's what will cause a lot of the energy centers to, to go out of out of balance and, and get that stuck sort of thing. And as a visual, just imagine a hose, and a hose has the water flowing through it. And if you pinch that hose, that's your stuck energy. Nothing can go through properly, and you start to be out of balance. And that's sort of how it works with the chakras as well. But it's, it's external. It's not we choose to do this. 
It's things around us that will bring it on. Right. But it all it comes down to what our inner beliefs are about ourselves. Yes. Right? And then we often will prove to ourselves, oh, yeah, that, see, that's true. Because if it wasn't, yes. that wouldn't have happened. Right. That's right. Correct. I get yes, that. Absolutely. Yeah, I get yep. that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel failure is necessary to be successful? I I don't really look at it as failure. I think, you know, things happen, We're, you know, when you're trying to, in a business, for example, when you're, you're trying to, um, you know, create a business and have it thrive and be successful, things can happen along the way where it will, you know, not, things may not be going as well as you'd like. I just look at that as, okay, I've got to do something differently. So I don't really think of it as failure. I look at it as a lesson and an opportunity to do something different that can bring your success, like, really into fruition for you. I love that answer. How many times do you think that you've tried and failed at achieving the same goals in the past? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, if I think about my life, I, I, you know, it's probably uh, so many I can't even count them all. But, um, yeah, we all go through it, um, you know, if you look back on our lives. And, again, I, I really don't think of them as failures, but I've tried to do something, and it hasn't worked out the way I wanted to. And I've learned over the last few years that there's a reason that happened. So when things aren't working out the way I wanted to or expected it to, um, then, I, you know, I realized that it wasn't meant to be that way. <laughs> There's a reason for this, you know, and it takes you right. in a different direction. And that's what's happened right. along the way with me. So, you know, that's why I don't I don't think of them as failures, but as just, you know, it's a direct, you know, it's a little guide to say, okay, let's change direction. Yeah, exactly. And I and I was told in a in a past podcast, I always say everything happens for a reason. And the lady I was speaking yeah. with, uh, I think her name was. Um, Linda, she said um, that that she likes to extend that and say everything happens for an opportunity, just like you said. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. It gives you an opportunity yes. to do something different and maybe even better. Yeah. Like and that. sometimes sometimes these opportunities don't seem like an opportunity at the time. For example, the, when I was told, when I was given my diagnosis, um, obviously, that wasn't something I had planned and not something I was wanting. However, I, you know, through that whole time as things happened, I realized that it, it was meant to be that way. I was meant to experience that and go through everything. And I learned so much about myself and life. And, you know, it, so it makes it easier for me now when things aren't flowing beautifully to understand that it's okay, <laughs> um, it, it will be okay, I'll be okay, the situation will be fine, everybody's going to be, you know, it's just going to work out the way it's meant to be. And it makes it a lot easier to deal with uncomfortable things, the things we're not right. really, you know, happy about. <laughs> and it's also like maybe, you know, an opportunity for you to look around, right, and say, yeah. 
okay, so why why are things different? Why is it not going the way I expected, right? And then it kind of makes you see that maybe, you know, there's something happening around you that either, one, you can change or you can have someone else change, right? Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah, a beautiful thing, really. It's just sometimes not as easy. Well, it's clear. It's not as clear to us sometimes, but yes, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, life is not clear. Life, I always say no. life is hard, right? And it's not yeah. hard as in like physically hard. It's just, you know, our bodies talk to us, but they don't talk to us necessarily yeah. in the language that we speak. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. They don't. Yeah, you know. exactly. You know. do, you, do you set goals for yourself every year? <sighs> no. Well, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of the word goals. And I, I, you know, it's just my personal thing. I set intentions for myself for the year of things that I want to accomplish, places I want to go, people I want to meet, whatever it is. I set it as an intention and put it out there that this is what's going to happen. And then I just sort of let it go um, and trust that that's what, if it's meant to be that way, it will work out. And again, it doesn't always happen, just like, you know, when people have right goals down, it, they don't always, um, you know, we don't always achieve them. But with the intention, same thing. I just, if it doesn't work out the way I had set the intention, then it wasn't meant to. And I just need to look at a different way of, of approaching things. But, yeah, right. intention is a big thing for me. Yeah, I love when in, in the yoga class when they say, okay, now, you know, set your intention for the class. And I always laugh yeah. to myself because I'm like, I just want to get through the class. <laughs> I just want to be able to do all the poses. That's what I'm asking yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, I right? Just what that. other yeah. intention can I set? Like, you know, I don't I expect, know. you know, to come up with some crazy idea for the next month. You know, I just yeah. want to get through the class. You know, give me some yeah. flexibility, <laughs> some muscle. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> what obstacles oh, are good. in your way that you are reluctant to face, Patty? Oh, obstacles in my... Me, really. I'm usually the biggest obstacle for myself. You know, sometimes we have to step out of our own way. Um, and and when I say me, I mean the old beliefs that I have as I mentioned earlier about you know things we were told as children about ourselves you know we're we're you know we're not smart enough or we're not good enough or we're we're terrible with money or we're um you know uh there's all kinds of things we've heard as children um those old paradigms and it they stick with us for for our entire lives until you can stop and look at it and say wait a minute is that really true <laughs> And so uh, those are the obstacles I usually face. It's, it's usually me and those old beliefs that are stuck there. The the good thing, though, for me now is I I'm, find it much easier to recognize it and redirect it and say, no, that isn't true. I am good enough or smart enough or you know, I am, uh, you know, um, worthy of whatever I wish to receive, that kind of thing. Because that's really, other than that, no, nothing's in my way except me. <laughs> and I think that's the case with most of us, right? 
Yes, yes, yes. I believe that. Yeah. I've I've learned the last several years um, we can do whatever we want, really. We can achieve anything. And it's just being willing to be open to do things, to try new things. And I'll tell you the one thing I would say to people is, like, like I said, I, got, I was diagnosed at 60. I wasn't, you know, I was working at a corporate job. I had no plans to do anything else until I retired. And, and I made that decision to leave early. I left a relationship that wasn't healthy. I, I made a lot of decisions then, which were the best for me. But, you know, like I was in my 60s. I wasn't a young person. And I realized it doesn't matter how old you are. Age is not a barrier. You're never too old. It's never too late to try something different, to start something new. Because as we, you mentioned at the beginning, we're here on this earth to be happy and enjoy ourselves. And I know it's not always that way, but, you know, that's, you know we're not here to be miserable and, and just working ourselves to death. So, right. um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I have to agree because I find, like, you know, if retirement only means, you know, watching TV all day, then yeah. that doesn't seem like a very high quality of a life. No. And, and maybe for somebody that's exactly what they want, but, yeah, it, there's more to life than just that. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm starting to, like, you know, see that. You know, over COVID, of course, nobody could go out yeah. very much. No. And so we no. all kind of had to live like that, right? Like, and, and yes. it got, yep. it, it just got crazy for me. Like, I thought, oh, my gosh, I can't, yes. I don't want to do this anymore. I know. I know. That's true. It was not an easy time yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, when a lot of people, when they're working and working and working and they feel like they never have time off or thinking all they'd like is to be able to sit at home and watch TV for days and days and days. And then when you have to do it, it's not so much fun after all. Right? How many people, I heard so many people complain, <clears throat> excuse me, that they didn't have anything to do. <clears throat> you know, you can only clean your house for so long. I know. Right? Yeah. That's what a lot of us That's did, right? right? You know, take down the curtains and wash everything. And once it's done, excuse me, i got a frog in my throat. Okay, I want to ask you about intuition. Okay. Um, How, now everybody's going to like feel their intuition differently in their body. But how do you, like, how do you interpret intuition and and our hearts and, and our, like, our beliefs? How do you, you know... How do you explain to, say, one of your clients that your intuition is telling you this? Yeah. For me, it's a knowing. That's how I describe it. For me, it's my intuition is a knowing that something is needed or that something is happening. I I just, that's how I feel it in my body. I sense it as, this is, it, it's something I know. It's, it, I don't even question it anymore. And I trust it completely. We all have intuition. Um, I mentioned the third eye, which is the, the, one of our chakras, which is just between the eyebrows. And that's our intuition. That's our intuitive center. And we all have it. You know, you, you walk into a, a room and you, there's somebody in the room and you're kind of, either you're, you're thinking, wow, they have so much good energy, I want to meet them, or... 
you know, I don't, they, something about them I don't like. Um, those types of things or a situation where you're, you're supposed to do something and you think, you know what, I, I don't think I should do that today. And it's a good reason for it. Um, that's our sort of our gut, our gut feeling, you know, that gut feeling that something's not right. That's our intuition. For me, it's very strong. <laughs> it's, um, it's something that happens to me a lot and sometimes it's, not comfortable, um, but really it's, it is a knowing. It's not even a question of maybe I just know this is the right thing or, the, or it's not the right thing. Or someone needs some, some help in a certain area of their bodies when they come to see me. And it just, it, it just happens. <laughs> it's hard to explain other than that. It's just a knowing. Right, and so most of us are the same. Would you say that? Yeah. Not that we all, yeah. like, we don't all have the same knowing, but, like, our bodies will tell us something. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. You know, yeah, for like, sure. I know I've heard in Japan, they say, like, if they ask a question, they rub their gut, right, you know, and they'll, it's yeah. like they, yes. they're asking their stomach what... Yes what is right for them. And I, I, when I heard yeah. that, I'm like, that's funny because we call it a gut feeling. Right? Yeah. When they say, like, what that's do you think? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, and and if so you, that's if not you, related to a Reiki, Reiki practice. No. That, we all no. have that. Yes. It's just some are more developed than others and some are more aware of it. But we, like, you know, we... I don't know of anybody who would say they've never had that feeling when they've been in a certain situation. Never in their lives have they noticed something or felt that thing when they walk into a room or, you know, it's just, it's, but it's just, we're not always aware of what it is. We just know something's off or something's really good. <laughs> you just, you just feel it. You just know. Yeah. 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 I get yeah. That. And usually I get when, that. when with intuition, one of the things is, um, it is when we say that gut feeling. I think the reason we say that is because when we have that feeling, that's what we feel. It is in our gut. It, it's not in our head or in our legs. It's in our gut. You can almost feel that sort of either tension or something, a, a tightness in your belly, and you're thinking, "Oh, <laughs> that's where we tend to feel it." Yeah, it's like yeah. I know I've had I've experienced like I feel like I was just punched in the stomach. You know, I yeah. heard something, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, it's like someone just walked by and punched me in the stomach, and I couldn't see them coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly how I felt the, the, the moment I was, the doctor told me my diagnosis. Like someone had punched me in the stomach, <laughs> that feeling. And so, so you can say then that you had these feelings, like, before, like, kind of all your yeah. life. It hasn't not something that got stronger now. No. It's funny because when I think back, when I was little, um, I was a very spiritual child. Um, I, I remember, you know, you hear often about children who talk to have their imaginary friends. <laughs> they're really, they're, they're, they're seeing their angels because they're still in that, they're still connected spiritually. And when they come into this life, this human form. And so I, I felt things back then, but 
But of course, as you go through school and with your parents, and you know, if you if you're a little bit different, they don't want you to be like that. Um, so they tend to to push it down, and you sort of suppress everything. Um, but I would always, I always had that sixth sense, that knowing, that feeling about things, even before I got into learning Reiki or learning energy healing or anything like that. I always had it. And it's just gotten stronger and stronger now because I'm open now to it. I, I'm paying attention. That's really what it's about. When that feeling comes on, I know it. That's so cool. I, I, I think that's, like, really cool. Do you – so you, I know you suggested that everyone or at least one person in every house do the first level of Reiki. How many levels are there? There's actually three. Uh, a first, the first degree, which is your, you know, and there's um, with Reiki. This is sort of how a person becomes a Reiki practitioner. Is during each level there is what's called an attunement, which is sort of an initiation. Um, and it's hard. It, it's I won't go into a lot of detail, but the Reiki master provides an attunement to the student, which enhances and um, you know just. Um, elevates their energy within their bodies. And each level, Reiki level two, the second degree, so the, sorry, the first degree is attuning the top four chakras, so the crown, third eye, uh, throat, and heart. And then the second degree is attuning the lower chakras. And then the third degree, which is the Reiki master, um, that's going to blend them all together and bring them together. It's anyway. So that's the attunement. That there are three main levels for uh, Reiki, and then there's all different types of Reiki. Um, I studied Karuna Reiki, Celtic Reiki. There's different types of Reiki, but the main uh, Usui Reiki, which is the name of it, it's um, it was discovered by Dr. Macau Usui um, many, 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 many years ago. Uh, that there are three levels to it. Cool. That's yeah. really cool. And, every level and, then, and you're stronger. a master. Yes. Of course. Yes, yes of course. Yes. As a master teacher, then you are past these three. Yes. Yes. You've taken, because yes. not everybody can teach it. Am I right? No. Only a Reiki master can teach. You have to have completed all three levels to become a Reiki master, like to be able to teach it. Uh, right, right. This is so yeah. cool, see? I'm totally intrigued. Yeah, and when I, it's, it's interesting because when I, you know, when I was going through this and I first, when I did the, the level three so that I could teach, at that point in my life, I wasn't planning to teach. I just wanted to have that knowledge. Um and understanding, and the more I did, the, you know, I just felt like I was growing, and, and so I was like a little sponge learning all this stuff, so, um, and then it was only, it was a couple of years later that I discovered that I really did want to teach, and I love teaching. It's it's amazing. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you find that, like, when you're teaching, that like, does it when you're doing Reiki on someone, does it like exhaust you? Does it drain your energy? Actually, it does not. And all the reason being, 
before um, a Reiki treatment or before teaching or before anything, I make sure that I am grounded uh, and I am protected. I have a, a process, a little ritual that I go through to make sure that I am not drained of energy. It is an exchange of energy when I'm working with someone, but it, it's not harmful to me and not too draining. Now, not to say when I teach at the end of the teaching day, I, can be, I will be tired, but it's not like I'm drained. It's a nice tired, like right? this has been a great day. There's so, so much energy has been exchanged. And I just, you know, feel that, that, you know, when you have a physical tired, and it's, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a good one. It's not like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted kind of tired. You just feel good. It's right. Like it's, like a good a, it's like you, you just worked. You, you put a day in at yeah. work. Yeah. yeah, and it, it's, it's, you know, you feel like you've accomplished something great. And now it's your time to rest and recover, recuperate, re, right. re, refresh, whatever. Yeah. That's so cool. That is so cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I, I feel like I've learned a ton. Um, yeah. I mean, I, there's lots of people around me that know Reiki and, and mm-hmm. you know, they, but I never know what to ask them because I don't really understand it. But I think today you made me understand it just a little bit better. So next time we talk, I may have more questions for you. I'm not really sure, but I'm really glad that we had this conversation. Um, Thank you so much for being here. Um, Is there anything that you would like our listeners to know? Like, is there any little advice that you could give them or um, Um, even just like a little mantra for the day? Go ahead. Just like affirmation. One of the things, meditation is a big thing for me, and, and meditation doesn't mean you have to sit in silence you know, for, for an hour. Um, going for a walk and, and just getting out in nature, um, do those kinds of things. But um, journaling, you know, putting your thoughts down. And if you have trouble with that, start with a gratitude journal. And a gratitude journal is having a booklet where you sit down when you go to bed at night, for example, and you just write down five things that you're grateful for that day. And one of them could be, you know, thank you that I woke up. I'm grateful that I woke up this morning. Thank you. And I'm grateful for this bed I have to sleep in. It doesn't have to be huge. But it can uh, actually lift your mental state, your uh, vibration. So there's so many little things that I can tell you about that can help people. Um, but I guess the big thing is just, like, believe in yourself. Be open to new new things. Don't close yourself off. There are so much out in the world that can help, that can make you feel good. And I'm not just talking Reiki. Um, and as I said, do what makes you happy. Do what makes your heart sing. You know, spend time in the forest if that's what you like to do. Go to the water if that's your happy place. It doesn't matter. You know, cuddling my kitties, that kind of thing can help me. Um, yeah, and and, uh, and as I said earlier, it's never too late, you're never too old to try something different, to look at new opportunities. We're not stuck in this life. We have, there's lots of chances to do new things. That is, yeah, that's beautiful advice. Thank you so much, Patty. Where can people oh, find thank you? you? Well, um, on, um, my website is, bodyandsoulwellness.ca I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Body and Soul Wellness with Patty 
Um, yeah, like I, uh, I am located in Ontario. I'm in Millbrook, Ontario. And, uh, yeah, and I just, I'm so grateful that you've invited me to join you today. Um, makes me happy. Uh, this was great. <laughs> yeah, this was really great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Confidence oh, my pleasure. Is a celebration. Thank you. Oh, that's great. Confidence in Bloom is a celebration of self-love, a confirmation that you're an amazing, desirable, brilliant, gorgeous, talented woman, even though you may not look like a screen star or a supermodel. The truth is they don't even look like that. We offer unconditional love to our partners, our children, our extended family, even our pets. It's high time we got out of our own way and learned to unconditionally love ourselves. Chic definitely comes in every shape. So if you want something to believe in, start with yourself. If you'd like to be a guest here on Confidence in Bloom and chat with me, contact me through Instagram at infobloomstyling or by email at tina at infobloomstyling.com or through the Divas That Care website. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.